0: And I'm Karen Wright. It is 9.32, and I've got, joining me now, he's working on the chair over there. (laughs) you got to put that mic right up there, is my good friend Harvey Hess. you got to move the mic right to your mouth. It's on on your chin now. We can't hear your chin talking to us. Hi there, Harvey. Hi. (laughs) It's kind of funny setup in here, here, isn't it, some days?
1: Well, it always is. Uh different in here. <laughs> yeah
0: it's always a challenge. So Harvey what are, what things are you harvesting now? I imagine uh, you've got a few things because you're a big vegetable gardener and uh, I'm just curious what's going on.
1: Oh the tomatoes are just about ready to start and the peppers.
0: Now you haven't had any tomatoes yet? No. Really? Mine are kind of slow too and they're more foliage than they are fruits and I thought well is it because I have two um, too much nutrients because sometimes uh, too much nutrients produces more foliage than fruits.
1: No, I just think it's the weather. The weather. Yeah, it got it was wet and they didn't want to grow and then it got hot and it got too too hot then. Right. You know, uh, and especially on the peppers, you know, they'll they'll abort their blossoms if it gets too hot. Oh, do they? Okay. Yeah, you get a you get a hot day and, and in the 90s for th- two or three days, and some morning you go out and look underneath your peppers and you will see white blossoms laying on the ground. Ugh. They they do abort them if it gets too hot.
0: Well, I've have I have peppers coming now, and my tomatoes are just coming. They're starting to turn. Uh, reddish, orangish, yeah. and my tomato berry—that's the one we like so much. I've had a few, but they haven't been real tasty yet because I don't think they're fully ripe. You know, and when you eat them a little before, they—they don't have as much flavor.
1: Yeah. Well, th- th- my daughter and son-in-law take care of the vegetable garden, and they've gotten a few tomatoes off on it already, and and uh, they got one planted home with uh, a little ones and uh, cherry tomatoes, and they've been eating some of them and uh, cucumbers.
0: Uh, Yeah, I didn't plant any of those. uh,
1: We've been getting the cucumbers. Oh, I love cucumbers, and I don't know how she fixes it, milk and something on them. You put milk with them? uh, It mixes up something to put on the cucumbers, and it contains milk and... Uh, I don't know what all, Beverly really used to make them. They just, uh, they were good. And then put them on potatoes, mashed potatoes. They were Cucumbers? Good. Oh, yeah. Really? That's, that's a good you thing. You used to eat.
0: do everything with cucumbers. Wow. Uh, yeah.
1: You and know, I
0: like pickles on pizza, but uh, cucumbers, I don't know about that. Yeah. <laughs> and so they,
1: they want to get the tomatoes going because they make a lot of salsa and, and uh, for uh, uh, hamburger and that okay. too, so.
0: Do they make their own ketchup? Some people I know can make their own ketchup. No, I
1: don't think they've ever made their own ketchup.
0: I think that's the kind of thing; it's almost cheaper just to buy and easier to make it.
1: But um, they always have to have a lot of them. They got three daughters up in the cities, and and uh, when they come home, they raid uh, the tomato jars. And and this year they ran out, so they planted more tomatoes this year.
0: Well, do you know that? Speaking of planting, do you know now is the time that we can plant more things for a fall harvest?
1: Yeah, a lot of people do. I I have never done that. I guess because I just I've never had taken the time to do it either. But
0: well, yeah. In fact, you know, the it's like fifty one days or something like that until fall. And the first freeze date. When is that usually around here? The fir- I'm trying to um,
1: see. September, the middle of September. Yes. Is it?
0: So until you get that hard freeze, you can start planting some things. So I wanted to chat a little bit about that. and Maybe you could try it if you want, Harvey, but maybe Harvey won't.
1: (laughs) I'll have to wait and see.
0: But, Uh, you know, I'm looking now to plant some, because some of the things I've harvested, like my peas, and I've cleared those out, so now I have a space there. mm -hmm. And some other things maybe that I've harvested and and cleared out a space, I've got room now, like uh, I've got cabbage that I've done and moved that out of the way. So you can do things like radishes. Or even um, lettuce, lettuces, spinaches. Uh, um, what else? Second crops.
1: It it. it look at your seed. Uh,
0: right. Uh, I was going to say things like beets. The fifty to sixty days. You know, you could still you could still do that because they survive the high twenties. Uh, let's see. I'm I trying. L- to
1: look on there, your seed packet, and it tells you how many days. Uh,
0: Till maturity.
1: Maturity.
0: I'm thinking zucchini'd probably go because zucchini goes twenty (laughs) five to thirty days.
1: (laughs) Oh, that's one thing they've been getting now too. Zucchini zucchini. (laughs) Never ends. Yeah.
0: (laughs) But spinach is a good one because some crops like it when it's cooler. I know now it's a little hotter, so you'd have if you do plant anything now, you have to really be careful to keep those seeds watered because they'll dry out quickly with this hot weather weather. But once it starts to get cool, the growing of that, they are even better when they grew in the cold weather. Yeah. Cooler nights.
1: And this is kind of getting, to, I, I was thinking on the way in today, this is kind of the time of year when uh, people uh, start um, uh, backing off on gardening. They're tired of Tired it. of the
0: weeds. <laughs> And,
1: and that's that's the thing, though. If, if you got to keep those weeds you down. You have to. If you don't, and I see a lot of gardens in the fall where the weeds have taken over and stuff like that, but those things go to seed, and they're just planting seeds for next year.
0: Right, so and <laughs> if years you don't mind that. But you know it's funny? When we had a garden on the farm, we had a, a big plot. It was like 50 feet wide by 100 feet long, and my dad would just take the plow through it, and then he would take the big disc And then he would take a corn planter and actually mark, you know, without corn in it, and he would mark the row so they'd be even, straight, thirty inches apart. Yeah. But then that's so much though so we could never keep up with it <laughs> and we were in 4H and and uh, I don't know about you when you were in 4H in the old days they used to have what were called 4H tours before the fair. Yes. And they don't do that anymore where no. they used to come to your farm and you'd you get your calf all washed up. It was usually a week or two before the fair and, and show your
1: projects. And
0: show off your projects. Yeah. So then the garden we would all be panicking the week before because oh my <laughs> gosh it was just oh. a sea of weeds and so we would pile and there would be these giant wheelbarrows full of weeds and you know we we haul them away, but the thing is, when you let the weeds get that big, your vegetables look pretty s- stocky-looking. Well, they,
1: they, t- they take the moisture away, for, and especially this time of year, if it starts getting dry, mm-hmm. uh, you want those weeds out of there so that the moisture in the soil is is for your plants that you want.
0: Right, not to feed the weeds. Yeah. But they also, the, the poor... Uh, regular plants that you wanted would be shaded so they would be reaching up toward to get some sunshine all, so they'd be all string, st- yeah, stringy <laughs> so but it did get you you um that was an incentive to to get weeding <laughs> <laughs> so you need something like that sometimes to motivate you but
1: i i hear that you know from a lot of people they they get getting tired of of gardening and so they start slacking off in the fall, and that's not the time to slack off too much.
0: Well, especially cause now because a lot of the weeds are going to be seeding, and that's oh, yeah. the worst thing. I was looking; at. I even am picking weeds through the through the the yard out at the lake house. You know, we seeded, we put new seed down for the spring, and there's some of these these weeds that are coming up. So I'm picking them by hand because if I go let them go to seed, they're going to be everywhere.
1: Oh yeah, and then and, and the birds will spread them too. So it, it's it's. Uh, but, um yeah, you got you gotta do that. It's, that's that's probably the hardest thing for a gardener is to continue through the whole summer to weed, yeah, they love to go out there and pick it, you know, or for, plant it is fun too, yeah, but they'll like to go out there and pick the produce and stuff and like that, but Oh those weeds have got to be taken care of and so how
0: how do you do it? you have I know you put some mulch down to keep the weeds down uh, underneath, you used to.
1: underneath the tomatoes and the peppers uh, that's all mulched and
0: so we used well, to use actual newspaper. We'd take old newspaper and put it down and dampen it, and then we would put old haylage, silage, or mm-hmm. haylage that maybe was got too no, wet in with, the field, yeah. and, and that was really good. What do you use? Uh,
1: we used to use uh, newspaper. You uh, do and too. You, and you always wanted four sheets of newspaper is what was recommended. And we eventually uh, got away from that and went to landscaping fabric. And but you have to make that, sure
0: the moisture can go through it though.
1: Yeah, yeah, you have to have where, where moisture goes through. And then we put grass clippings on it. You but did. then underneath the tomatoes and peppers in the fall, I'll take those and I'll pull them off the garden and I to get rid of them. I don't leave them any place where, uh, not in the compost or anything like that, even the grass on top of the mulch. All has to go to uh, some place else.
0: The the compost pile in town, or yeah. whatever you do, you maybe yeah. you've got your own. I've
1: got my own down there, but but uh, it's not
0: your good compost pile because yeah. that can carry disease and other oh, seeds yeah. and things. Yeah, right. you
1: don't want any of that, and especially the tomatoes and, and and the peppers too. We just, I just, I have those long uh, landscape fabrics, and so what I do is I just take out in the, the garden, I just pull the whole thing off and the just roll them up, and then. Um, get rid of the mulch and off the garden, and if it's on the lawn, it's not gonna make any difference. but uh, then, yeah, and then, then I roll them up, and a lot of most of the time, I'll take the fabric and roll it up and put it in the bag and and put it in the garbage.
0: Do you plant potatoes at all?
1: Yes, um, we've always planted some potatoes. Uh, we have another uh, piece of ground that's down below our hill. We live on the hill and
0: and and by the way, Harvey's over by between Pemberton.
1: Be, halfway between Pemberton and St Clair. Sure. And we live on the Lacsour River. It runs through our property and um we've always had a small garden down uh, oh, about halfway between our house and the river which is just a little bit above the r- a river but it's more sandy and it's just it's beautiful ground for raising potatoes. Is it? Yeah. Yeah, one year we uh, dug all the potatoes without a, a fork. We, really? just, we, just, we just dug them out with wow. our hand it, it was so nice and uh, when I was in uh, getting some for uh, showing at the Blue County Fair a lot of times I'd go down there and Beverly would go down there we'd stick our fingers down underneath the potato plant wow. and just feel for the potatoes and you find one that feels like it could be okay you would pull it out and you leave the plant you and, just
0: go a couple for lunch yeah
1: that's, that's about what we did
0: See now, I've had that luck doing it with the uh, raised beds. I've got those ones that are they're 18 inches mm-hmm. uh, corrugated metal, and they're 18 inches deep. So I, in the spring, I plant uh, the tomato or t- tomatoes, potatoes in the bottom, and then I keep covering dirt up as they grow. So then the you know they keep forming uh, the the tubers as they go up. But out at the lake house, Harvey, I found that I have terrible potato scab, and I was thinking, what yeah. in the world? Well, you know why they. Do not like alkaline soil. And I've tested my soil and it's a 7 to an 8 pH, which is very, very yeah. alkaline. Yeah. So yeah. it says they, potatoes generally like about a 5.2, which is a little acidic.
1: Yeah, it is. And then um, Pontiacs are more susceptible to scab than uh, other too.
0: Well, I planted a variety that I went to when I went to Drummers to pick up my seed potatoes, and I can't remember the name of it, but she says these are less susceptible. So I'm hoping that's the case because last year I. I couldn't figure out why in the world i had so bad potato scab but it's because of the the, the alkalinity alkaline. of the soil yeah yeah,
1: yeah. so it, it's you know a lot of it depends on your ground where you're at and stuff like that and, and uh, we did plant some potatoes or my son-in-law had planted some potatoes but we didn't get them mulched we that's one thing we mulch too Is because you want to when the potatoes are starting to form underneath there you have to be careful that there's no potatoes that come up off the, out of the ground Top, and because yeah. the sun will spoil them. It'll turn them green.
0: And that actually is toxic that yes. that any potatoes that's got that green skin, it's toxic to yeah. people. And,
1: and so, uh, we, we always mulched them and with grass clippings again, and we didn't get that done in the potatoes this year and the weeds took over. So oh. I, I would down there and I pulled some of the weeds out and, um, uh, and potatoes are more spindly too because it was all grass and and uh i did get some out and then i put grass Clippings underneath them and stuff, and they. I was down there the other day, and they look better. and And uh, I know there's potatoes underneath there because when I pull the weeds out, some of them, pull <laughs> potatoes. the potatoes. <laughs> yeah, you get that grass in there, and it, the roots are all mingled. In yeah, and if it's you, quack grass, especially. Yeah, it, it's you pull it all out. So, but that's one thing we didn't get done this year, and, and um, so we well, we'll probably have some potatoes, but not not real nice ones.
0: Yeah, I don't know how mine are going to be in the 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 garden by the lake. Like I said, I got them in pretty late. And also, um, i not sure. We'll see how they do with that potato scab thing, even with a, a more hardy variety.
1: I always have to laugh because there's a guy I know that uh, plants his potatoes on Good Friday every year. Oh, my sister too. He's, he's never missed a Good Friday, and I thought, uh, I'm not going to go out there when it's cold and wet and uh, mud them in. And and we've always planned them later, and, and we've always got good potatoes. But there again you got to take care of them that's the biggest thing and uh uh, a lot of after beverly passed away then there wasn't she was always the weeder so uh we lost a lot of um time then too and so we had to cut back some and stuff right
0: Do do you want to know where that good friday uh tradition of planting potatoes came from no, I don't. Well, I, I didn't know either, and I was just the other day, I get uh, I get a newsletter from the, the Old Farmer's Almanac, which has always yeah. got good stuff in it, but it talked about, you know, my sister and my parents were the same way. You have to get your potatoes in on Good Friday. Well, it's a garden tradition, and it says it, when you look deeper into to the tradition of Good Friday being a good day to plant your garden, the first thing you'll notice is the tradition varies widely depending on your region, Uh, In the 1600s, potatoes were just arriving in Europe, and Europeans were suspicious of the tuber, believing that it might be evil. So evil (laughs) potato. So to try and safeguard themselves against potential misfortune, they started planting potatoes on Good Friday, but only after sprinkling their gardens with holy water. So, you know, it goes back to the, the church... And it says nowadays, Good Friday potato planting persists in some areas, especially in cooler zones of the United States, where potatoes are one of the few crops that can go into the ground so early. In other areas, especially in the South, it is common to plant as much as possible on Good Friday, both cool and warm season crops, because many believe this stems from the symbolism of Good Friday and Easter representing the resurrection of Christ in ancient times. The holiday was known to many cultures as a symbol of fertility and rebirth. So there. So, did you sprinkle I'm, holy water on I'm, your potatoes? I'm, I'm not
1: um, <laughs> an early planter. <laughs> Um, you don't except for it. the cool crops. You, you know, don't some believe your uh,
0: potatoes are evil, then, is what you're telling me, no, Harvey? I love potatoes. <laughs> they're good. They're good. No, I, <laughs> I don't
1: eat. care whether they're mashed or fries <laughs> or whatever it is.
0: They're <laughs> good. Yeah, Wright right, was planting early cold crops, yeah. cool crops.
1: That And and we don't plant them as early as a lot of people do. We we'll, we'll let them you know, get somewhat warmer. I, I don't want to go out in there and, and when it's cold and try planting something. It's just right. Well, my the sister, older you get, the worse it gets. Too. I
0: swear, she insists even if the ground was frozen, she'd go out. You have to have them in by Good Friday. And yeah. I remember she did it one year, and the ground was still bare. You know, it was so cold, and her potatoes didn't do very well. But
1: you know, and it's also the same thing with tomatoes and peppers. Now we never plant them until after Memorial Day. I don't care how warm it gets in the, m- the middle of uh, May, we wait until. And the other thing is the ground has to be warmed up too so that you don't have the warm ground in the middle of May that you do at the end of the May. And right. And they take off. And
0: well, and I've told this story to Barbara before when I used to be up at the community gardens up by Good Council where she is now. I thought, well, I'm going to show everybody I'm going to have the best peppers and tomatoes. And I remember getting them in sometime in April, you know, when it was like really warm, warm day. And they just sat there and sat there. I mean, they didn't die, but they just sat there. Basically, the cool weather they don't like and they just don't grow. So they just sat there. And then everybody else who planted, like in June, which was almost a month and a half or two later, theirs were just, boom.
1: Yeah, they, they grow much. I always have, I can get a chuckle out of some of these big box stores, you know, go in there and in oh. the uh, uh, middle of March and, and they're three feet tall with tomatoes on them already. Right, and I thought, oh man!
0: And people buy them and take them home and put them outside.
1: Yeah, I I just I don't understand it, but um,
0: but that's why we have shows like this to try and help people. Yeah, <laughs> understand. yeah.
1: But but the the thing of it is, if you want something to grow fast, then you have to wait until that warm that ground gets warm, and that is isn't until the end of May. You really. Except for the cold crops. I mean, they're growing.
0: And the, the cold crops are things like your cabbages, your Brussels sprouts, your broccoli, yeah. things like that.
1: And radishes and lettuce. And, yeah, that's those things can go in early. But already. they like it, the yeah.
0: colder weather. So, yeah, so there's just things you got to know. And, you know, the thing is there's no excuse nowadays because you can just Google everything.
1: Yeah. And, and, and you know, even, a uh, yeah, I'm a master gardener but do things always go right no not not always go right but
0: that's what Barb and I chuckle too we say you know you wouldn't be a gardener if you didn't make a lot of mistakes
1: <laughs> well yeah, that's how you learn right i mean and and this year uh, the um one of our mistakes was as uh, uh, radishes didn't get planted soon enough and Never had a radish; they just bolted the, when it got warm. And, and
0: bolting means the seeds sprout, and they just grow so fast that they don't form form a yeah. bulb for the, the you, radish. You part. get
1: you get uh, foliage on top, but you don't have nothing underneath.
0: Yeah, and stuff. no, who eats who eats radish tops? Uh, yeah, nobody <laughs> that I know. Beet greens, yes, but radish tops.
1: But our tomatoes now, they're um, we use big cages, uh, and they're oh, four foot tall, and and quite uh, bushy and, and stuff too.
0: Yeah, mine are too. And I've that's one thing that I made the mistake before. I bought those cheaper uh, tomato cages, but they tip over because a lot of tomatoes nowadays are, are the ones that you plant are indeterminate, which means they just keep they growing. They keep growing. So I have ones now that I paid a little more for, well actually quite a bit more for, but they're, they have deeper uh, prongs and they're very thick metal, so they're heavy and they don't tip over, so you don't have the tomato infringing on impinging on everybody else's space in the garden
1: and do you know what i do with my tall ones what i, I cut off those long those long uh, poles that go in the ground to about eight ten inches and then i put them in there and then i put a little post a steel post uh, alongside and tie it to it
0: so you have a deeper post to hold well
1: them. It, it's it's um t posts you know they don't go in real deep either but they've got little flange on them and stuff and that'll hold them in there for keep them from tipping over and oh, stuff okay. like that. Because I always wait until tomatoes are done in the fall to pull those cages out. And when you got that thing sticking in the ground, so it's hard to pull them out. So I what I did is I shortened them up. Okay. And I put them in there and then make sure you put a stake beside them. Because so, they will tip over sooner th- than uh, there. And I know which ones you're talking about, the, the, the thicker metal ones. And I use them on my dahlias too.
0: Yeah, but a lot of those cheap ones are—you can get them for you know less than a couple bucks, and you know maybe I can't even think what you need them for because uh, you know I have one of your dahlias, and that thing got so big it flopped over. I was out at the lake house last night, and so I had to put a couple cages around it. Um, But those little, those skinny little ones—they just don't—they just aren't heavy enough.
1: The same same cages I use for tomatoes, I also use for my dahlias. And and as soon as I plant the dahlias, I put the cage on right away too. And then they grow up through it. And, See, I didn't do that. Yeah. See, a nice just and that's another thing that's a little later. Um, I should have been, have more flowers already, and I don't have. They're just starting to um, flower now. So.
0: Well, you did enter some things in the Nick or the Blue Earth County Fair last week, and I heard you had the top Dahlia.
1: I had the top Dahlia, and then it, it ended up being a reserve champion of, of, of all the flowers.
0: So and, what 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 ended up getting a grand champion this year? Um, What kind of flower? I was just curious. A phlox. A phlox, okay. Yeah. My phlox are blooming now, and uh, I, at the lake house, they were coming up. They receded so much, and they were everywhere when we first got that a couple of years ago. And then what happened after they got powdery mildew, so bad. So I have pretty much pulled all the phlox. Up at the lake house, with the exception of just a little patch, so that way it's it's controllable because the, some plants will get that powdery mildew, and it's because they were so thick.
1: I don't have any more around in my place. Did you get uh, rid of them too? Yeah, yeah, they're, they're all gone. And
0: because why? Too much to take care of her.
1: Yeah, I just uh, I was in one of those get that garden, and I mowed off. And
0: yeah, Harvey, just I don't want it anymore. <laughs> I just mowed off. You in town? You know, I. <laughs> <laughs> just hard to do that. You just take <laughs> take a combine, go through the yard, brrm, gone.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I've got another one, a square garden. It's a twenty-four foot square garden, and uh, I'm gonna have to do something with that because uh, it, I can't take care of it. And, and so, I, I, what I got to do is I got to mark some flowers because I want to dig some out, and then I'm gonna go and mow it off or and all for whatever I know. But I've you got. You have
0: some cool ones. If you, if you do, and you don't, don't want some, I'll take some.
1: Yeah, I've got some um, um, naked lady.
0: Naked lady? Yeah. What's that? I don't even know what that is.
1: Uh, uh what is it? You have
0: naked name? ladies in your yard, Harvey. <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
1: my sister does too. <laughs> Whoa, okay,
0: but is it what kind of flower is it?
1: It's a it's a daffodil. Oh, a daffodil. Uh, okay. Type, I think it is, and it'll, in the spring, it's one of the first ones to grow in the spring, and you get the leaves there. They're about. Half inch wide or something, a lot of them, and then, uh, but um, about a month ago, less than a month ago, they just died down. Oh, and you're talking about s-
0: that's that's actually I think it's called the the mystery lily.
1: Yeah, or what yeah the, there's yeah. different names. But if yeah. you if you Google uh, naked lady, that's what you'll get it.
0: Well, I think uh, Barb gave me one of those because uh, you, they have the beautiful leaves in the spring, and then all of a sudden they just disappear. And right now, mine have popped right out of the ground and are starting to bud, so they're going to flower pretty soon. I
1: haven't seen mine come up yet.
0: Oh, well, uh, mine just did,
1: but, as uh, in...
0: Yesterday I noticed them.
1: Yeah. And then they'll come and there won't be no leaves. It'll just be a single a stalk. stalk with a, a flower on top. And they're beautiful flowers. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Mine just yeah. came up too. And they're just, they, I call them kind of the, the magic or the mystery flower because you think they're dead and you say, well, so you got to be careful not to plant over top because <laughs> you might, yeah. <laughs> then they won't come up ever.
1: And I got, I want to dig that out of there too. And, and there's a couple other things in there too, but uh, uh, there's a, uh, some s- trees started growing in there too. And I got to get rid of those and.
0: You know, that is one thing about gardening. I love it so much, but as we get older, it gets harder, and that's the frustrating part because once you get to the point where you're a master gardener and you love it and you appreciate it, sometimes you're not able to do all the stuff.
1: Yeah, it, it's hard sometimes, and I've had health problems too, so I do all my gar. I've got a walker, and I do all my gardening from there. My daughter and son-in-law, they take care of the vegetable garden. I, I do go out there and weed, though. That's something I can do from there. Because
0: you sit on a stool or something, don't you?
1: My walker. Your walker? You yeah. Okay. I just sit and bring your walker right out. That walker's gotten through a lot of dirt and, <laughs> and uh, hard. It's still r- going. <laughs> and that's still going for me. <laughs>
0: Well, what advice would you have, Harvey, for people who do love to garden and are older and it's getting harder to do? Are there there things that you've done that you can adapt that that help? Or do you just say you're going to have to mow them down?
1: Some people, uh, raised beds. Raised bed, good. Mm -hmm. Uh, I know one guy who lives down south, uh, western Blue Earth County. They have a lot of these old stock tanks.
0: Yeah, Yeah, the use of water the cows with. Yeah,
1: cut holes in the bottom, fill them with dirt. And that's what they have all over, and he's got a cement platform where he put them on, you know, so they can drain, and and that's all he gardens with all of those. So he can stand yeah. up or sit in a wheelchair. Yeah, just walk by and they're level, so that's that's one way of doing things. But I, I know um, my gardening is a lot different than they do in town because I have the space and and stuff that I'm I'm lived on this place my whole life, and uh, so I have a lot of... And my gardens are in where used to be cattle, so... Right. Um, Some good soil there. Yeah, I haven't fertilized it. The other thing I was going to mention, too, is is uh, your lawn. Um, I didn't have hardly any dandelions. Now, I've never sprayed my lawn. You haven't, okay. I have never sprayed it. I've never fertilized it.
0: You know, I didn't have too many this year either, now that you mention it.
1: But now I've got... Um, uh, grass, uh, crabgrass.
0: Crab, yeah, lots of. This was a really good year. And I have never crabgrass. had that very m- uh, much before. I think the conditions. Sh- uh, Barbara and I talked about it. She talked to Shane, Bajega from the the extension, extension. and said the conditions this year because of the snow melt and the way things were, it was a perfect year for crabgrass.
1: Yeah, and and it wasn't for dandelions. I, I just, uh, you know, after I, after you know, there should have been dandelions that I was thinking. Hey, where were the den lines? I don't remember seeing any. Right. Just maybe one or two is all.
0: Well, I think that just kind of illustrates how gardening is. You can do everything right, and something cannot turn out or turn out better than expected just because of the way the environment, water, w- weather is. <laughs>
1: and Mother Nature is better than you are. <laughs> that's
0: right, <laughs> that's right. So yeah, so what are you doing now? Are you doing anything outside or are you just besides the, weeding?
1: The just? weeding uh, mostly now and, yeah. you know, and stuff. Um, well, I just I just finished planting too. I have a little greenhouse.
0: Oh, yeah, that's right. You can, okay. and
1: I start, um, um, a lot of different things from seed. And I have ornamental peppers and ornamental cabbage. I start from seed. And I have a coleus that I start from seed. Well, there were still some in the greenhouse. I had filled everything, and, and, uh, nobody else wanted the rest of them. So they were in there, and I was watering them. I said, that's enough. And So, <laughs> so I what took, are you doing? I took my uh, ornamental peppers that, that already had peppers on them. Okay. I mean, there are, some of them are two feet tall or a foot and a half tall. And I just had one line out and some space that I wasn't using, and I just planted the whole works right in there.
0: Well, th- there's still things you can do. Well, we, I tell you we are out of time. i got to go. But, uh, Harvey, thank you so much for coming in. It is 10 o'clock, and uh, thanks for filling in for Barb.
1: I'm happy to do it.
0: All right. Bye-bye.